What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rejection is a Bitch podcast. My name is Mel. I'm a master life and relationship coach, and I partner with divorcees that are facing rejection, and I help them discover true acceptance from within. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, guys. In today's episode, we're going to address what's probably the most essential aspect of our rejection story. Now, if you're new to the program, you may be asking, what exactly is a rejection story? Well, I'm glad you asked. A rejection story is the history of the pieces of rejection that we have received throughout our lives. We aren't ever the root cause of our rejection story, but we are most definitely the narrator and the author of that story. In every rendition of the story, we find many ways to place emphasis on the egregious things that have been done to us. How this big bad villain has hurt us so bad. In our eyes, we're just a damsel in distress, waiting and begging to be rescued by a hero. Well, you're in luck, because I have that hero that you've been waiting on, and that hero is forgiveness. One day I had a very tough conversation with myself and I want to give you guys the question and answers that surged me to the freedom of forgiveness that I now have for my ex-wife. The first question, what did she do? What exactly did she do? I know a lot of people that's been watching you like, man, what exactly did she do? I'm, I'm nose. I want to know what's going on. The thing that's very tough, but also yet amazing about forgiveness is it doesn't really matter what the other person does because forgiveness is not about them. Forgiveness is about you and your freedom. Now, let me use an extreme example just to make this point. It's going to seem extreme, but follow me here for a second. You think back to slavery, American slavery, or any other nation that has slaves. If you could tell that slave, I have one thing that you can do today that would allow you to be free forever. What do you think that slave would do? The slave would choose that thing every single time. It would drop everything it had, anything that means anything to them before. Nothing else matters now other than doing that thing that you tell them to do so they can get that freedom. And why is that? Because they have been treated so bad, things have been so egregious for them that they are willing to do anything. And you tell them you have to do one thing? Oh yeah, they'll jump on that in a drop of a hat. They would do anything to get themselves out of that bondage. I had to ask myself this question I'm proposing to you as well. How bad do you want to be free? Because it's not about them. It's not about what they did. It's about you and your freedom. The next question is, what does freedom look like? For some of us, and this was the case for me, it looks like a face-to-face conversation. Whether that be one-on-one or within a group, you need to be able to express everything that you feel, every question that you have, have those answered to some degree so that you can put yourself in position to give them forgiveness. For some of us, it's just a quick phone call. Hey, I forgive you. And hang up. And some of us, there's no conversation needed whatsoever. Because maybe those things have been so dangerous that it will hurt even the more just to see this person. And there may be some legal aspects of that you don't want to face anymore. Regardless of which of those you may fall within, forgiveness is a matter of the heart initially. And it's a matter of how we function going forward. I want to make this clear. It's 100% possible to forgive someone and not feel it. Because it's not about your feelings. You do have to initially feel something enough to open up that part of you to go into a path of forgiveness. Like You have to be vulnerable enough to go down that path. However, once it's time to actually forgive, that's a functionality. That's how you move, how you speak, how you operate day in, day out. That's walking in forgiveness. Let me also be clear on this. It's possible to forgive, but the dynamics don't change whatsoever. And especially in cases such as mine where you are already divorced and you're not looking to get back together. You just want to close this chapter in your life. So nothing had to necessarily change about 
the dynamic, you're just moving on from an emotional and functionality standpoint. Forgiveness creates that freedom to finally shut that door and close that chapter in your life. Why should I forgive her? Now, there are two answers to this. We have a spiritual answer, then we have a secular answer. <laughs> so the spiritual answer is, I forgive her because Christ forgave me. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I have done some horrific, trifling things in my life. And what would I be without Christ? What would I be without the forgiveness, the thorough forgiveness of Christ that he reached down within everything that was in my heart? I was able to confess my sins to him and he still loved me as his son. What would I be without that forgiveness? When we tap into the true grace of God and his everlasting love, we see far more clearly how everyone that we come in contact with deserves that everlasting love and that grace, and we start to extend that for them as well. Granted, it's 100% way more difficult to do that for someone that has majorly hurt you. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I'm saying that it can be done, and tapping into the one that has forgiven you helps us to accomplish that. Now, the secular answer is just a little bit different. <laughs> I got tired of talking about her. I got tired of talking about and thinking about her. Because we were together for so long and I had yet to forgive her, every point of reference I have in almost any conversation went back to her. Eventually, I had to say to myself, man, I have to forgive her. Because if not, I'm going to be speaking about her for the rest of my life. I'm not going to be able to fully move on. And it's going to take part in any relationships I have going forward. In a sense, I wanted to like purify my conversations. I, I felt dirty every time I brought it up. I knew people rolling their eyes and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> people were tired of hearing about it, man. It was time to fully move on. I asked myself this question. How recovered am I from her rejecting me? Now, I look at rejection in the same vein that I look at addiction. So many people that have faced rejection within the confines of relationships find themselves often in that same relationship, no matter who the person they're dating or who the person they're married to. We are so accustomed to being rejected within a relationship that we only can truly function in a relationship with someone that they reject us in some aspect. When we're actually with someone who respects us and values us, we don't know how to act. <laughs> we don't know how to appreciate that. And we may begin to self-sabotage the situation. We're trying to beat them to the punch. We're trying to get to that inevitable hurt. I'm going to destroy this before they destroy me. And this cycle that happens actually mirrors the cycle of an addict. Therefore, when I speak of recovery from rejection, I use the same phrasing that they use in AA meetings. I am a recovering rejection addict. This is a process that I have to completely focus on every single day. If I get comfortable or stop focusing I can get right back into the bad habits of self-sabotage, right back into the bondage of unforgiveness that leads to so many other bad things. So how recovered am I from that rejection? Today, I'm doing good. But tomorrow, I'll let you know then. What regrets do I have? Now, this process has taught me a whole lot. But if I have any regrets, it's that I did not forgive her sooner. I was made aware that forgiveness would bring me that freedom very early in this journey, but I chose to hang on to it. And by choosing to hang on to it, it allowed me to harbor hatred. It allowed me to see myself as a perpetual victim. I've made significant progress, but I would be so much further along if I would have chosen to forgive her a lot sooner. When I asked myself this next question, I'm going to be honest with you, I was completely floored and I wanted to stop talking to myself. <laughs> but who is the victim now? Who's the victim now? That's the question. From the beginning of this situation, it may be the same for you. You may have started as the victim. Something happened to you. Something happened to me that we had zero control over. We can't control others' actions. We may have things that lead to certain things, but we cannot control 
the way people operate. However, when we hold on to unforgiveness, we are replaying everything they did to us repeatedly, over and over again. Sound like a Nelly song. Therefore, we begin to dig deep roots in the victim mentality. And it's so easy to see when someone else is being a victim. And, and sometimes when we are being the victimizer, it's so easy to say, hey, man, you're not a victim. But when it's you and it's your turn, how quick are you to get out of that? No one wants to admit to being a victim because that sounds like a pathetic thing. In some ways, it is. Because oftentimes, we are fully in control of how long we stay there. Are you choosing to stay there because it feels good to you? Are you choosing to stay there because you have manipulated yourself and, and the one who victimized you? Now they have become subservient unto you. You were once the slave to their oppression, and now the oppressed have become the oppressor. Why are you relishing being in victimhood? Why does that feel so good to you? Why are you comfortable in that? You were once the victim, but who's the victim now? Who's still writing that story of rejection? Is it them? Or is it you? And what happens next? Now, this is completely up to each of us. When Christ died on the cross, our sins were forgiven forever. Unfortunately, we often go back and pick up those sins. And in essence, we choose to live as something that's actually not our reality, a life of sin. We have the daily choice to live free in forgiveness, or we can pick up the bondage and the shackles of unforgiveness. Something was said in this podcast today that triggered you, it triggered a thought, triggered an emotion, triggered a resolution, it triggers something within you. I don't think you should just allow this moment to pass. I think you should capitalize on this, see what God is telling you regarding who you should forgive, how you should forgive them. Go down these questions that I mentioned here and allow yourself to fully walk in the grace of God for yourself and then give that grace of God to someone else. If you want somebody to walk through that with you, I'm willing to do that. I am a life coach, a relationship coach, and like I said, this is my area of expertise, being that I've gone through it, but also done a lot of studying on this topic. Rejection is indeed a bitch, but it does not end there whatsoever. You have options. You have opportunity. You have this moment here that God is speaking directly to you, and he's using me as a vessel to walk you through it. Reach out to me on my email, mailcoaching at yahoo.com, on my website, lifecoachingbymail.com. I want to speak to you today. But guys, I have an announcement here as well regarding this particular podcast. God is taking me in a new season of my life, and therefore the content would actually reflect that. Uh, this is the last episode of Rejection is a Bitch, just as a podcast. This is a season of episodes that I believe we got to about 23, 24, 25, something like that. But guys, this will be on YouTube, on any other platform for the end of time, you know. However long YouTube exists, it will be available. So feel free to go through all the content on this playlist here and enjoy. It's a lot of hard work I put into this, a lot of things that God spoke through through my story to share with you guys, and I'm very grateful for it. But like I said, God's taking me in a different direction, but I promise you this is going to be incredible. It's, it's not going to be holy roller. I'm not one of those guys, but it's definitely going to be spirit-led, definitely going to be about healing. We're going to talk about world issues. We have a lot of things in store for this podcast. It's the end of this season, but it's not the end of the podcast. So if you love what we've done so far, you're going to definitely love what's to come. Stay tuned. If you're subscribed already, stay subscribed. Keep the notifications going. If you haven't, hit the subscribe button now because what God's about to do through this podcast, you don't want to miss. So signing off for Rejection is a Bitch because Rejection is indeed a bitch. But God, take care.